0: This was my first, and it was my first being in charge of other people, too, Uh and sending them to this same gun battle. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to episode, what are we at? Twelve. Yeah. Episode 12 of The Squadron. I'm your host, Garrett Tesla. I am an active duty police sergeant uh, here in Southern California uh the goal of this program uh if this is your first time listening to us is to optimize the health and wellness uh and the lifestyle of peace officers law enforcement officers cops all around uh the world frankly uh that is my world domination plan Bad. uh with me today is uh he's what I who, who I've started just calling my co-host Traver hello <laughs> hello <laughs> um and that's, that's what we're trying to accomplish. Uh, there are 11 episodes prior to this that are always good listening. I encourage you to go back and listen to particularly episode one and two, mm-hmm. where you'll hear about me and what uh, prompted this uh, project and journey. Um, and today is uh, uh, another catch-up. It's been a little bit of time since we talked. Yeah. Um, we're back in the professional recording studio. <laughs> you'll notice, though, uh well, let me stop real quick. Everybody, uh, drop what you're doing, unless it's a, an arrestee, then don't drop them, because someone's probably filming you somewhere. Um, and go to iTunes and leave us a review. Um, if you yes, subscribe please. to the show, you can, I don't know why iTunes does this, but you can't leave a review from your subscription page on iTunes. It's the one thing that Apple does that I hate. You have to search for the squad room in the, uh, in the podcasts area, and then you go to the podcast page for the squad room, and you can leave a review there. Leave us a review. Let us know what you think. Um, tell us what, what uh, you like or don't like. Or better yet, just leave what you like, and then email me at squadroompodcast <laughs> at with the things you don't like, um, and we can maybe improve on that. Also, any comments or uh, guests you think we should have on the show, Shoot us an email, squadronpodcast at gmail.com. And also, please email us if you find something useful from these uh, conversations. We get a lot of motivation out of that. Um, Definitely. And we'll talk, too, about like the, the go-bag thing, which mm-hmm. was a hit. Now, because we're insper- experiencing a heat wave here in the professional recording studio in Southern California, we have the professional recording studio garage door open. <laughs> so uh, everyone, you might hear an occasional uh, car or a truck go by. So it shouldn't be too bothersome, I hope. Nah. Um, Maybe some kids riding their bikes down the street or whatnot. Darn Uh, kids. Darn kids. Speaking of kids, I want to point you to, not you, the listener. I'm pointing at Traver, but you guys listening can't tell that I'm pointing at him. Um, I have a whiteboard. It's actually an easel for, like, kids' art projects. And I came out here the other day to grab something, and my daughter was in the middle of – my daughter, who's seven – was out here doing push-ups and i walk out and she had written this out as her wad <laughs> so for so people sit-ups. she has yeah forgive the spelling <laughs> sit-ups 10 times um she wants to do three miles per hour mm-hmm. that's pretty ambitious yeah. for a seven-year-old yeah she wants to stretch for a minute yep she wants to play keep away with a basketball for two minutes that's, nice. and soccer for four minutes uh practice soccer ball moves for 30 uh-huh. seconds ride bike for 30 minutes and swim if she can excellent not bad right no that's a really good variety It was. it's good variety yeah. upper and lower body <laughs> cardio yeah, it's good but no I was uh, I was actually pretty proud of her when she came when I came out and she had done all that by herself <laughs> and was in the middle of doing some warm-up push-ups <laughs> I was like I, maybe maybe I'm rubbing off on you yeah, a little bit yeah, that's yeah. good um, we also had a uh, garage sale in the professional recording studio so we opened up some space here which is nice perfect yeah Luxurious. And luxurious, <laughs> yes. And the surfboard behind me is not going to get any use anytime soon because of the shark sightings around here uh, uh, in the last couple yeah, of days. Yeah, so yeah, I'm enough right. of a, I'm enough of a scaredy cat with the great whites that I'm going to stay yeah. on land for a couple, days, a couple of weeks. I say risk it. You
1: know? <laughs> yeah. It's a pretty cool way to go.
0: Yeah, if you're going to go, uh huh, might as well. I'm not McFanning though. That squad though. room guy. <laughs> you <Yeah. laughs> went what out well. Whatever <laughs> happened to him? <laughs> I got eaten by a shark. Well, no kidding. Yeah, <laughs> yeah weird, right? Huh? Yeah. yeah. Thought law enforcement was dangerous. Yeah, Twelve episodes was a good number. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, great run. <laughs> all right, so uh, um, I want—I mentioned the go bags, but um, that seemed to be a big uh, hit home with people. I got a Excellent. lot of emails and comments and Instagram posts or Twitter posts about uh, that being a really easy to implement mm-hmm. thing. And uh, since we've spoken, I am now on day shift. Okay, all right, major major pros there. Uh, cause everyone's probably sick of hearing me complain about night shift. Uh, but that really got me through the last month of night shifts. Excellent. Um, and really prevented me from, you know, splurging. Right. Um, and making bad decisions. And good, I even good. keep, I still keep those on day shift too. Yeah. Um, just, you know, you get caught out on a call and you don't, you're not near your, your cooler or a restaurant that makes, makes it able to make good choices. So it's right. good to have those. So right. that was, we talked about that in, uh, uh episode nine, better is better um so if you want a a, a glimpse of what the nutritional go bags are it's basically a a gallon size ziploc um mine has a protein shake beef jerky some nuts uh, maybe a protein bar Mm -hmm. uh, of different kinds um and then uh water lots of water um,
1: Excellent. You know, I actually give those to or have people that are not even law enforcement but have a couple of execs as clients, mm-hmm. and they'll say, you know what, it's six hours of straight meetings, and it's either going to be coffee and donuts, which are in the back of the room, or whatever I bring in with me. And so I have a couple of them make go bags and leave them in the fridge in their offices. Yeah. So it's it's it, it can be applied across a lot of domains. It's sure. not just a law enforcement.
0: Even if you're desk-bound. <clears throat> yeah. yeah. I mean, we have plenty of people who also are uh, – work desk jobs and right. you get stuck at your desk all day i mean there's a you hear, we hear the like the freshman 15 or freshman right. 40 depending on where <laughs> depending on how hard you raged <laughs> in your freshman year uh, um uh but the same i swear to god the same thing happens for detectives all right a little technical difficulty yeah, there no worry <laughs> battery died in the middle of that but anyway uh, yeah no as i was saying um freshman 15 freshman, freshman 40. 40 for the detectives, detectives yeah. you get a you get a desk job and you stop moving around or being as active, sit at a desk all day. Right. And, yeah, you, know, you start to gain weight. So,
1: yes. Yeah, and it's always the times like that where, you th- where you're where you not planned or it's not prepared that we run into trouble. Yeah. And so just having a little bit of extra preparation saves us those one or two times a week or one or two times a, a month that turned into one or two times a week, which turned into every day, which turned into a huge loss of momentum, which turns into having to restart.
0: And it helped a lot too with that negative, uh, self-talk, you know, really? like, oh, I just went to Taco Bell and I, I know I'm going to feel miserable and why did I do that? And, right. Uh, you know, and, um, now I don't feel like working out after shift because right. I already ate like crap. So what's the point? And, right. you know, the spiral, I'm not, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and
1: how can you stop that spiral at any point or yeah. the best way is preventatively, right? Yeah.
0: So that that was was good. So uh, yeah, today's just a bit of a catch up as well. Um, We have a couple of uh, of topics, but kind of a a, a loose conversation. Yeah. Um, One thing that uh, it's end of summer, so this uh, may not may not be. uh, Well, I mean, kids are in school, right? I was, yeah, I was talking about kind of like this this shift, right? So, went to day shift, uh, took a vacation. That was mm-hmm, nice. Mm-hmm. Um, still wish I was there. <laughs> uh, we went to Hawaii. Uh, Have you been to Hawaii? Love it. It's like, it's exactly like the postcard. Yeah, that's kind of ridiculous. Yeah, it's like it's it, absurd. I've been a lot of places in my life, and it's always like, oh yeah, it's yeah, that's the Eiffel Tower, you know, yeah. or Big yeah. Ben or whatever the you know. Right. But Hawaii is like, that is, ex- it's exactly that.
2: Yeah. It's <laughs> Which awesome. is good. Yeah. It's like
0: yeah. Yeah. So, uh, but I imagine if you live there, then you're just like, it's home. you know, it's like anything else. You'd Two just, guys podcasting
1: in a garage in Hawaii right now going, you know, Southern California, man. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like exactly. what it looks like on the postcards.
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, it was funny. Uh, this is totally off topic too, but it was funny when we were there and we were meeting people and, uh, the the either pride or shame mm. that with where people said they were from was oh, it was kind of telling and maybe it's cuz we were in paradise so to speak or uh and, and I never paid a tef- attention enough to to know if, if if it was like we said where we live first then they did mm-hmm. and then they felt awkward mm-hmm. but we got so many we, there's a lot of Californians in in Hawaii um and then and that was kind of a even playing field right but then we got people from, we would meet these wonderful people from like Oklahoma. And we're like, oh, where are you from? I'm like, oh, Oklahoma. <laughs> like, they're embarrassed to say it. Or, or New Jersey was one. It was like, but they lived right outside New York City. I mean, right. amazing yeah. opportunities there, too. But they, uh, yeah, they're just like, yeah, we're from, uh, from we're from Jersey. From Jersey. I'm like, whoa, where? You know? I'm like, <laughs> bon oh, from wow, Jersey. Yeah. Right? they are awesome. i the boss. Come on. <laughs> totally unrelated. Um, so, uh, I, I, I'm struggling with some things though. So that's why I wanted yeah. to, to talk. Yeah. About let's this check too. in with you. Um, this change bullshit is really hard. Mm-hmm. What's up with that? It's hard. <laughs> it's hard, hard,
1: hard. And you're, you're looking at a lot of change too.
0: Yeah. You know? And yeah, I, I, uh, you know, I, I, I'm struggling with this because, uh, I'm not, I'm not getting I'm not getting um, as, as far down the road as I as I hope that I would or expect that I would have been. Okay, uh, I know a lot goes into that. Right. This expectation of perfection right. and right. and all that, but also it's just uh, um, I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know how to phrase it. I guess um, the the obstacles to getting there. Okay nothing insurmountable right but are so ingrained okay um tell me more about that that uh i read something okay um ryan holiday mm-hmm. he has a great book called the Obstacle is the way mm-hmm. and i'm only halfway through it mm-hmm. but uh and i'll post that link in show notes basically it's a it's a primer on stoic philosophy but he wrote a quote, and I have it here i'll I'll just read it. he said, "When we believe the obstacle more than the goal, which will inevitably triumph mm-hmm. and that kinda that kind of hit me that kind of struck me as being accurate okay um and got me thinking, do I believe more in the obstacle of being unfit because that's how I've been, even though I've been uh physical and 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 I move. I mean, I do stuff, right? But I'm still, by my definition, unfit. Okay. I think by most anyone's definition, I'm unfit. So do I believe that I am, do I define myself as an unfit person more than I define myself as someone who has the potential to be be fit? Does that make sense? Yep. Makes sense. So I think that that's where my issue might lie or one of my issues. I have many issues. This podcast is is only about one of them. an identity (laughs) issue that you identify more with being unfit now than fit? No, that's okay. Here's what's funny about that. Okay. I identify with being fit. Okay. I think in my head, and I and I, uh, I, I like to think that I, I. This doesn't make. I don't know if this makes any sense. I think, like a. I think like how I think a fit person would think. Got it. But I don't act right. How a fit person acts right. You know my my actions. You know our our intentions are in our actions, not in our words. Right. So, I guess words and thoughts are probably are the same thing in this kind of sense. And it's funny I catch myself doing things like you know diet, diet mm-hmm. uh, alcohol consumption, mm-hmm. or negative talk to prevent me from like getting in the gym or finding a reason not to go to the gym. Okay, those are those are things that a person who thinks like an unfit person would do okay a a fit person finds a way to get to the gym prioritizes diet minimizes alcohol intake or eliminates it completely because they know that it doesn't achieve their goals right so i'm in this weird spot of okay so does that mean that i am just entirely undisciplined then well that's not true either Mm mm-hmm I'm disciplined in other areas of my life. Mm-hmm. I'm disciplined uh, in my job. Mm-hmm. I have to be, right?
3: Mm-hmm.
0: And I've proven that I can be disciplined. I mean, I went through the six-plus-month academy and um, did all the training that's required and and, and maintained discipline in my job performance. Mm-hmm. So I know that I have discipline in my life. Mm-hmm. I'm not just, you know, Homer Simpson-esque sitting on the couch and eating Cheetos. Mm-hmm. But why... What's, what's my reluctance either consciously or subconsciously to adapting that or adopting, adapting and adopting that to the rest of my, the rest of my life?
2: Okay.
1: That's a beautiful, beautiful question. (laughs) Lots of beautiful questions in there.
0: So first, let's go ahead and answer that and then we'll wrap up and then I'll just go. (laughs) Yeah. It's really easy. (laughs) Yeah. Just do it. All right. (laughs) This is episode 12. Just a t-shirt with a slogan and I'm good to go.
1: So let's talk about some of the resistance and why you think you have the resistance there. Which which of the areas is the hardest for you to deal with? Is it diet, is it fitness, is it motivation, is it self-talk? Diet. It definitely diet? diet. Okay.
0: And it's and it's funny too. Like uh motivation too. Okay. But um motivation just kind of fluctuates though cuz most of the time motivation is like cl- like banging on like banging drums banging trash can lids in my ears going, you know, get out there, do it, go. like, right. And and when I'm not, when I don't have a chance to work out, all I'm thinking about is, ah, oh, I guess I wish I was doing a workout right now and right. and getting that in. I mean, we, I did one this morning, and, and I still, three hours later, still have that endorphin kick from it, right. right? And I love the days that I get to go do it. right? And I obsess about those days when I either – can't get it in? well, I say can't. See, there's a, that's a trigger too. I'm saying I can't get it in. Well, that's bullshit. I can. Okay. I might have to change it. Right. All right. Reduce what I wanted to do. Right. And we'll, we'll get to the kind of those programming your own home wads in a bit. Um, but uh, I, I like a, almost obsess about not getting to the gym if I if I don't. Okay. So motivation, I think, is typically very high. Okay. But if I don't get to the gym for a few days in a row and diet decisions are uh, the professional garage door professional recording studio garage door being open just my neighbor, my neighbor. <laughs> we'll have a conversation later and tell her what we're doing <laughs> she almost crashed her car trying to rub her neck watching us uh, a couple days in a row I start to then take that take that dive and then mm-hmm. it's like but it's not a motivation it's not a Motivation change, maybe that's where the self talk comes in. It's like, what are you doing? You, you're screwing up anyway, or you're not. You know, it's like, why? Why? You're not really starting, so why? Mm-hmm. Why start at all? Okay. And then you know you get in that, and then a couple days later you get back in the gym, and then all of a sudden you know you, you feel get good. Some again. Momentum going.
1: Let's deal with diet first and foremost. So when you're making less than optimal decisions, what's going through your head right before it?
0: Aside from insulin? Uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What's the uh, thought
1: pattern of the emotional state right before you go the the oh fuck it?
0: That's pretty much it. <laughs>
1: What's before that? Um, is it just I'm hungry? I don't have food around? Because it's not still, the actual putting the food in the mouth where the trouble is. It's, yeah. it's the hour before.
0: It's the uh, it's this perception that uh, of of treating yourself, I think, still okay. And and treating t- yourself. Keep in mind too, like keep talking about that. I'm okay, um, like oh, like okay. So we went out to eat the other night, mm-hmm. and I had the option between. Well, I decided I wanted steak, which mm-hmm. by itself is fine. I think mm-hmm. you know, I agree. It wasn't a fatty ribeye or anything; it was a sirloin. So, um, and somebody had the options of sides. Okay. And it was, you know, like baked potato with sour cream and butter and all that. Or uh, rice or, you know, a couple other things. Salad maybe, et cetera. Okay. And I chose the baked potato. Oh. Don't judge me. (laughs) Oh. Uh,
1: (laughs) That's a non-judgmental.
0: Yeah. Oh, wow. There's there's a lot of judgment in that. Wow. See if I can edit out the judgment (laughs) in post.
1: So what was going through your head while you were making
0: that decision? Um kind of a I'm I'm hungry okay um I I want something substantial okay
1: you got a steak coming
0: yeah I got a steak coming okay um what else it's going to taste good okay um you know I it was one of those things it was I don't know it was there were better choices I could have made okay uh and in hindsight you know the the i mean that that meal you know, honestly didn't give me too much grief but that's just an example let's use that but, example but um, so you had
1: the opportunity for better choices mm-hmm. and then what came through you or what were you thinking right before you made the decision to get the baked potato
0: i think i was tired okay long day at work okay kids were challenging okay so so that's two external those, yeah. factors what was the
1: internal factor what was going through you I don't know if I can
0: really, I don't know. I mean, okay. <laughs> if that's a good answer or not, but I don't know if I'm being that conscious about it. Maybe that's a point.
1: If you could know, or if you did know, what would it be? Or is it just a fuck it? I don't care.
0: It's probably a, I deserve this. I had a hard day. Okay. A long day. I deserve a baked potato. Okay. I'm an adult. Right. I can have a baked potato.
1: Okay. So let's work through that a bit. What did you deserve about the baked potato?
0: Well, it's it's funny when you verbalize those things. It's yeah. like silly. It's a baked potato. Yeah. <laughs>
1: what do what do you think it represented, or what were you projecting into it?
0: I don't know. My mom didn't love me. <laughs> <laughs> Can always blame the mother. Great. Mom loves listener. me very much, by the way. <laughs> Nobody freak out. Um, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't make any sense, right? right. And I know th- to to use a more extreme example, if I were to, um. Wolf down a Chipotle burrito, uh-huh. I would know... I know a couple things in advance of something like that, right? I know I'm not going to feel... I'm going to feel a huge insulin dump right? in about an hour. I'm going to feel very groggy, f- like fighting sleep. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's going to be way too many carbohydrates. Most of them, no bueno. Mm-hmm. Um, so, th- I mean... Those are e- those are easy for me to anticipate. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I still do it, mm-hmm. but more times now than not, I can say, "Wait, I know how I'm going to feel. I know what that's going to do to me. So let me do something different." Right. Um,
1: let's go back to the baked potato. Okay. Because it, it was an interesting point you said I deserve it, mm-hmm. and so the baked potato it wasn't a baked potato in that instance. Right. It was something else, and yeah. usually it's an emotional component it's the pleasure that the baked potato is going to give you sure is that you deserve you weren't at the end of the day going you know what i deserve today a baked potato (laughs) (laughs) this is this is what i've earned by dealing with (laughs) kids and and sociopaths and the rest of society i've earned a baked potato it's the feeling of pleasure Mm -hmm. and so if you can reframe that and have in your head what is actually going to give you pleasure Mm -hmm. is it going to be this instant gratification of a baked potato which will be gone in three to four minutes yeah or next week knowing that, hey, I went out and had a steak, but I stuck to my diet. I stuck to this long-term goal. So it's really investigating even before you go out, I would say, for someone in your situation where you're struggling, if you're not struggling, you get to make decisions on the fly. If you are struggling, you make decisions beforehand. Mm -hmm. So okay. We're going to go to X restaurant. I'm going to look at the menu before I go because everything on earth is online. I know I'm going to get a steak. I know there are these four sides. I'm going to get the broccoli and the salad as the side okay, I have my dinner picked out. Mm-hmm. Well, that's not as sexy as showing up and getting to pick whatever I want right then and there. Yeah. But that's not an option for people who are struggling. So I have clients that will go out with a specific number of drinks that they're going to have in an evening. I'm only going to have two, two drinks tonight. Why? Because if they don't, they end up having 12. Mm-hmm. And they're not at the point yet where they're ready to get rid of alcohol completely. If they don't go out with a plan, the night turns into trouble. Yeah. If they do go out with a plan... They've visualized what the plan's going to be. They know how they're going to feel. They've accepted that feeling is okay, and that's a good goal for the night. And the pleasure they get from sticking to that goal is better than the pleasure of they think they're going to wake up not remembering the evening. Yeah. So it's step one. You can go and beforehand, figure out what you're going to do. Mm-hmm. Or really start to spend some time with why was it more pleasurable for you to eat a baked potato and get off of your track than it would have been to eat something that was... Probably just a little bit less delicious, but also would have kept you within mm-hmm. your momentum, yeah, and that 's really for your own investigation, or we can we can hash it out, but look at that, look at why sabotaging your diet and all of us have a saboteur it 's just an archetypal pattern that we all have
3: mm-hmm.
1: that you know the hugely successful people have learned to override, but they still have it, and yeah. so you know you 're going to confront that. Pressfield calls it resistance yeah. other people call it yeah, I like how he phrases um, that the saboteur but it's in there right and so you know now you're bumping up against it so now i would say Ryan Holiday is correct because the resistance is the way or the obstacle is the way mm-hmm. cuz by looking at this now you go okay what is underneath that and is it a fe- fear of failure as we talked about or a fear of success even even worse right what happens if you start to become the guy that doesn't eat the baked potato is this now a life without pleasure, or is that a, a, an emotional component that's really not realistic, mm-hmm. but in the, in the moment feels like it is? Yeah, okay. that's
0: the thing. In the moment, right? Yeah. I mean, I know, like using the Tripoli example, like I know I get as much, it, more actually, I get more gratification or sense of self from from sticking to the planet than than going off of it. Right. So I I know. As a logical human being, despite what my, my wife will tell you, I'm logical. Sometimes <laughs> uh, that uh, if if I had gone and had that meal and had the broccoli and uh, salad or whatever, mm-hmm. that I would, f- I know, I will feel better about myself in 60 minutes if I order this, right? But I, but, but yeah, still don't do that sometimes. Right.
1: Well, left to our own devices, most of us will fail. Mm-hmm. That's the point of having a coach. Period. It doesn't matter what it's for. Now let's let's ask you this question: If you had to send me a picture, text me a photo of everything you were going to eat for the next sixty days, every single thing that you were going to ingest, would that change your eating patterns? <laughs> or if you were allowed to just eat whatever you want and no one would know?
0: Oh yeah, oh yeah, okay. it absolutely would because there's uh, there's so many things that go into that. Then that um, well, you, first you have to think about it right. a lot more. Then there's that sense of guilt or letting you down Mm -hmm. um there's yeah no yeah there's a lot that goes into it
1: i have some clients that have said you are allowed to eat anything you want you want ice cream eat ice cream you want cookies you want cookies you want cake you eat cake and they're weight loss clients all they have to do is send me a photo first and then it's a open open season Mm -hmm. and i have not gotten photos Really? No photos. I don't know if that means it's happening and <laughs> the truth just isn't being told, but I believe it is. Yeah. Because it's just what it is, Garrett, if we look at it energetically, say it costs you a hundred dollars to not eat that baked potato. Every day you gotta dish out that hundred bucks. But now if it only costs you fifty and then I throw fifty in every time you get in there, then it's a little bit easier. We're in it together. It's our combined financial energy our combined energy to keep you on track mm-hmm. so but again left to our own it's impo- it's very difficult don't want to use the word impossible but it's very difficult for someone solo who is managing a team of other law enforcement officers I believe mm-hmm. kids, a wife, uh, a world-class podcast <laughs> <laughs> thank you, thank you. etc to also then finance your own health on your own. Mm-hmm. It's, our lives are so complicated. Our lives are so multifaceted. To have every one of them have the same amount of discipline or, or energy go into success is very challenging, mm-hmm. which is why the high-level executives or the high-level people that you see. Um, I used to work for uh, security for some CEOs, and they have an unbelievable team around them constantly. Mm-hmm. Why? Because they have too much shit to think about. Yeah. All they, they have, they don't do their own travel. They don't do their uh, arrangements. They don't do their own laundry. They don't do their own cooking. They don't do their own cleaning. They don't do anything but what they do well. But w- most of us aren't at that point yet. Yeah. So you have to take the $100 that it's going to cost you to, um, to, to keep that baked potato away and split that up between, okay, the kids came in and they were fighting today. All right, guess what? That's $20. Bucks. Uh, your wife's not that happy with you. Okay, that's 50 bucks. Well, now we've only got $30 left and it costs a hundred to keep the baked potato away. So you either got to call me and borrow 70 bucks or you're going to eat the baked potato. If that, ma- does that make sense? That makes total sense. Yeah. Yeah. So it's managing all aspects, which is why we try to look at all aspects of your life for success. And, and what can we, what pieces can we put into place, which is mm-hmm. why meditation is so powerful. It's why fitness is so powerful. It's why when one thing works, like, Hey, I cleaned my diet up and guess what? I got to the gym five times last week. Yeah. Uh, I meditated every day, and work was really easy. It's not just that these singular events happen in conjunction. Mm-hmm. It's that they bleed into each other.
0: I think, too, and we talked about this, uh, I don't know what episode, but before, but I think an element of it, too, is just that cognitive fatigue mm-hmm. of decision-making. Mm-hmm. And you just brought it up. You said it differently, but that um, that struggle of, yeah, the, the got to, you know, get the kids up and get them dressed and get them fed. And mm-hmm. then I got to make decisions all day at work and make decisions about what we're going to have for dinner or, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, I, anybody makes hundreds, probably thousands of decisions a day, a day right. that they don't even realize they're making. Right. And that, um, if, if you're not super cognizant of the diet decisions you're making in advance, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm taxed by the time I have to make it and it's fa- and it's staring me in the face.
1: Absolutely. And don't think you're alone in that. And don't think there's something wrong because you didn't overcome the challenge. Mm -hmm. That's everybody. And everybody, I'll say this without scientific proof, everybody has an addiction. I don't care who you are or what you are. You're addicted to something, Mm -hmm. be it a substance, be it an activity, be it to your own thought process, be it to your own negative self-talk. We all have something. And for you, it may be around food and, and that that arena mm-hmm. where it's not so much an addiction, but that's where your natural weakness lies. Oh. And so that's where the area that's going to get exploited when everything else goes as life happens yeah. with kids, wife and law enforcement job.
0: And it's weird to, uh, like, you know, when, when I talk, I I, I, I imagine someone's envisioning this, like I'm shoveling pizza slice after pizza slice and hot dog after hot dog down my mouth. It's just, mm-hmm. it's not even that mm-hmm. it's, I th- I think honestly to give myself a little credit um minor tweaks would probably be that exponential gain that I'm mm. that I'm expecting or that I'm waiting for okay um because most meals are, are, are I think are pretty pretty solid okay or, or you know or, but but there's probably tweaks that could happen in each one that um the cumulative effect of would really make a big difference. You know, watching, for example, I, I still eat rice, right? Relatively regularly. Okay. And I've found that it doesn't really have a negative effect on me other than the negative effects of such carbohydrates. Right. Okay. Um, but I'm a big
1: proponent of eating rice.
0: I probably need to be more careful about how much rice I eat. Okay. I mean, uh, need to, um, maybe not have two cups. Okay. Three cups. Okay limited to you know, three quarters of a cup or something like that, and just kind of get used to that, that would probably be a huge difference right there. And yeah. If you add up the calories that I'd be saving, right, that kind of thing. Or and replace
1: them. Throw some broccoli yeah, extra yeah, yeah. broccoli yeah. in there. Mm-hmm. So if we look at your situation in its totality, then to ad- attack all of it at the same time is overwhelming. And that's this is what most of us do. We go, all right, my health isn't good, so I need to change my fitness, my diet, my meditation, my sleep schedule and three other things. Let's do it all at the same time. So I'm going to quit drinking, start working out six days a week, eat perfectly, meditate for two hours every morning, levitating off the floor, and be a, a god. Y- yes. And it will last for
0: two days. And I, Yeah, you're right. And I, I definitely have had that struggle too. Like so let's take overload. your
1: situation and, and go with just one area. Mm-hmm. What is one area that we can take down, take 20%, make it 20% better?
0: Well, like I just said, diet's probably the easy one where you can just start... Uh, cutting things or, or parse, parsing the meals a little bit better. Okay. Uh, and and eliminating some of the, maybe some of the excess. Okay. I, I'm, so I'm probably just taking in, I'm probably taking in just still, still too many calories. Okay. That's probably the easy one.
1: Do you uh, know how many calories you're taking in?
0: No, I I don't. Okay. I don't wait. I've tried stuff like the MyFitnessPal. Right. And it's cool and um, it's helpful, but it's also still cumbersome. It's one more thing to do. Yeah. It's one more aspect. And you know, I, I I probably, I tried it while I was in the middle of trying to do all these other things, right? Right. Trying to start the meditation and and meal planning and all that. And then I got to remember to write all this down too. And it just was one of the, it was too many to do's. Right. And I gotta, I gotta minimize those. Okay. Uh, so I mean, that's a simple one. That's probably the one that's most common for everybody is just, you know, eat, eat more of the right calories and just watch the stuff that you know can be dangerous. Okay, that seems pretty simple. Sure,
1: the things that are simple are always the simplest not to do, though. So, how do we guarantee this? How about you? You send me a photo of each meal for a week. All right. That's it. Just text me a photo of each meal. I'm a hungry guy. I'm going to blow up your phone. It's okay. Do we need to upgrade your plan? No, I'm good. <laughs> but for people listening out there, this is something where you need to enroll a friend, yeah. or you need to have an accountability partner. Because if not, what happens? We slip 1%. We go, oh, you know what, F it, I'm tired, I'm going to have a big meal of rice today. Mm -hmm. And then tomorrow it's harder to get back on track, and then the third day it's harder to get back on track. And then on day four you've just said, you know what, I'll start on Monday. And then Monday comes and we're back in the same rotation. Yeah. And so this is universal. It's not just law enforcement, and it's myself included, Mm -hmm. that I have to have people that I reach out to and say, hey, I'm trying to do this, hold me accountable because yeah. my life is going to get complicated in a week and I'm going to go, ah, F it. I'm not going to do it. Yeah. So let's start with that. Okay. So every meal you eat and snacks, just send me a text photo of them. Cool, and we'll do it for a week so it's not, we're not too ingrained in each other's lives. <laughs> 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 but that, I believe, will get you the momentum just to get back on track. Because sure. there's, a, lot, there's a, a large population that knows exactly what to do. Mm -hmm. and doesn't need a huge medical intervention to come in and and change their whole lives. They just need to make the 10% better, right? Just what we talked about last week, the better is better. Mm -hmm. And once you get a little bit of momentum with that, then we can say, okay, it's been a week. We got this dialed. Good. How do you feel? How are you feeling with these meals? How are you feeling about other aspects of your fitness in your life? Okay, let's add another another small piece and keep this on track or see if you can enroll your wife or someone else with you. Okay, I need some help with this it's okay to reach out for help. I think, especially as guys, it's the hardest thing to do. Like, sure. Yeah. I'll just do this myself, but we don't, or we'll do it for a little while and, and suffer or even enroll other men, just mm-hmm. get other guys on, on the team. Right. Especially I think once we get out of college and people are off teams, I'm um, not sure how it is in law enforcement. If it's a big team feel, but male power is amazing. Yeah. And so having that accountability of, all right, we're in this together or find someone that can do it with you. is yeah. huge.
0: Uh, yeah, it's it's interesting you talk about like being out of college and um, the the discipline. Uh, well, that it, it strikes it's what struck me uh, earlier this week was, you know, I'm thinking about these discipline issues. Like why mm-hmm. why I have discipline, uh, I'm just not using it in every aspect of my life. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't have that disciplined bearing, mm-hmm. like you find with guys who did mil- you know spent time in the military. Mm-hmm. Or who just uh, kind of grew up with it. Um, I didn't grow up with that kind of typical disciplined household you would expect. And my parents weren't slouches by any means, but uh, I don't recall discipline being a consistent a consistent or a strong lesson. It was there in other ways. Mm-hmm. Um, but... You know, my dad wasn't the guy who had us up at 6 a.m. in the morning to go run laps at the school just because. Right, right, right. <laughs> um, so. I think oftentimes you'll find with that
1: group, though, they, you're either going to get someone that's hardcore still into it or they rebel against it. True. So it can go both ways. And discipline, I think, can, one, be developed. And, two, um, look at it this way. Again, if we go back to money or energy. Say you have $100 of discipline. Mm-hmm. And you've got to use that for both your 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 law enforcement career, your family, and then whatever's left over you have for you. Uh, you made the point earlier that you, you don't act like fit people act or you, you think the way a fit person should think. But then when it comes to the actions, it's, it's a challenge. One of the things that I believe is once a habit becomes ingrained, you no longer have to pay to do it. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. It actually becomes the opposite, where if you don't do it, it becomes expensive. So you're trying to finance a huge amount of change. This is why change is hard, because energetically, it's expensive. It costs. Mm -hmm. It costs you. And if you don't have that savings account or you're spending it because you have kids and you have a wife and you have law enforcement, then it's not just a lack of discipline or it's not, a oh, I can do it in this area and I can't do it here. You're doing it over here, but it's costing you. Well, so at the end of the day, you're like, I'm out of discipline dollars. I'm going to lie on the couch. And until going to the gym becomes something that's second nature, until every Sunday night you just are freaking out, going, I don't know what's wrong. Oh, yeah, I haven't cooked seven meals for tomorrow. Until it's ingrained in you and it's mm-hmm. not costing you to remember, it's going to be a challenge.
0: And, that, and that's so frustrating. Because of course. Because you see people. Um, I, I was talking about John Perry earlier and to someone else and so he's a games athlete mm-hmm. uh father of three he's a full-time la county sheriff's deputy mm-hmm. wow and he placed i think 18th at the games this year wow. and it's his third trip if i'm correct awesome sponsored by uh rx smart here, the jump rope company a couple mm-hmm. others it's like now i'm not I'm like wait what he can do it mm-hmm. how how are, what is the difference and i guess that's part of the actually frankly part of the this whole podcast is mm-hmm. figuring out what the difference is mm-hmm. where where is the difference between someone like him okay uh, and someone like me and how can I close that gap okay but it's so I, I feel like I'm giving myself an out sometimes when I'm like oh I got kids and I got a wife and I got a, right. this shift schedule job and we're busy it's like well everybody's busy right so like shut the hell up Garrett like right. like, like you can't I can't I can't use those as crutches, right? I or at least in good sense feel like I can't because other people have them too and and they do it. Right. What has struck me though is that again being a parent though and that group of parents, uh, at least the parents that were around, it, it strikes me that you know as an adult there's nobody there to discipline you. Mm-hmm. Well, except us, I guess the cops. <laughs> but, but I mean, like, there's nobody to instill discipline in you. Right. There's no teacher. Right. Unless you go seek it out like I am now doing. Right. But there's nobody to wake me up at 6 a.m., right. pull the covers off and say, get your ass out of bed and hit the track. Right. Or go to the gym or go to the pool or, or you know, lift weights, watch your diet. What are you eating? I'm an adult. I'm allowed to make my own decisions. Right. Good and bad. Right. And uh, so, you know, at some point all that the, having that, again, that's why I think it's important for everyone to have a coach. Right. Because you get a little of that back but in my social circle of of parents um there's no there's no um positive reinforcement for discipline mm-hmm. and i'd say it's even ex- the lack of discipline is even excused mm-hmm. we're tired everybody's tired everybody loves misery loves company of so course. there's no there's no one in that group kind of giving you a hard time cuz they get it right and they don't want to change either cuz right, they're right. tired versus like an experience i had this morning at the gym where um I was the oldest in the private training room by probably uh, 10 years at least. Okay. Uh super I mean it looked like a it looked like people I don't, like a like a comp team, yeah. competitive competitive team was was working together and um not only just like super intimidating to be in there, but uh I was watching them all interact and <clears throat> they actually very much had the peer pressure still of, of of, or the benefits of the peer pressure of being disciplined. Mm-hmm. In other words, this was a group they all obviously wanted to be a part of. Mm-hmm. They all got along, but if you were in this alpha group, started to slack and started to not be disciplined, they were going to be like uh, like the sick lion mm-hmm. you know, or, the, or the sick antelope, the sick antelope maybe who uh, is now dragging down the herd, and the her- rest of the herd is going to kick that antelope off the cliff for the, for the goodness of the herd. Right? right. They want to get rid of this, the the sick and weak one. That was very much the dynamic in that group. <laughs> um, and I don't, and that was not a mean thing. It's just that, I mean, they have that hyper discipline desire to be part of that group of super fit, super active, competitive CrossFitters. Yeah. That, that is a natural, that, that, that discipline a natural byproduct of that peer pressure. Yes. I don't, have that in my group if no. in fact it's the opposite you know kind of the you know why why uh you know why why don't you whatever flower anymore
2: right <laughs> you know? right right right
1: god gluten yeah <laughs> hippie yeah exactly
0: <laughs> you know uh why you know so an observation from yeah from this morning
1: so talk about the games athlete what decisions do you think he's making the uh tell me his name again
0: john Para. john Para. What decisions Which, John, is he making? John, if you're listening, we'd love to have you on the show. Please Podcast at gmail.com. <laughs> <laughs> what decisions is he making? Well, I mean, that's... You're not. Uh, well, he's... I, I read a little bit about him. He's working out two or three times a day. Okay. He's obviously very dialed in on diet. Okay. Um, he's still got his kids. Okay. But he does. But he, you know, he does things like takes the kids to the gym with him. Okay. Well... That's something I really never consider, okay, uh, as an option. And I need to be more adaptable and malleable to that, right? Okay. But I mean, like as I showed you this little whiteboard here that my daughter came up with, I can probably knock out a home workout here. I mean, I have a squat rack bar and some plates and all that. I can probably do something at home while she does something with me. Mm-hmm. If I plan ahead, mm-hmm. I just have to be prepared you know, cause otherwise it's like, I, I don't really want her sitting inside watching TV while I, I'm out here right, if of she's course. home. Of course. But that does happen too. Of course. I mean, I'm human. Um, but I, I don't know. That's why I, that's why I'd love to know. I mean, he, he still works. He works 12, 14 hour shifts too. Mm-hmm. He's got the same challenges. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know how he's overcoming those. Okay. I mean, I would love to know. I really would. I mean, it would be a fascinating What would you have
1: to do to set your life up in that same fashion? What would be different? And what would be the different mindset going into it?
0: Um, well, you know, in some ways it's... <clears throat> I have to be honest that it's a little bit of an unfair comparison because he is a competitive athlete, too. Okay. So he is treating himself as a professional athlete. Okay. Which... I don't want to be hypocritical because we talk about ourselves as cops being professional athletes or tactical athletes or warrior athletes, as Greg Amundsen calls them. But, I mean, he he gets paid money to do this job. So he treats it as a job, and I think his family treats it as a job with him. And they treat the benefits of the job as something that benefits the entire family, both financially and, and in other ways. Okay. So
1: do you think it's primarily a financial difference or is it a decision making difference? Uh, what do you mean? That's the difference between you doing it and him doing it. Is it just that he's getting a paycheck for it?
0: No, no, no. I mean, it's certainly not what started him into it and all that. I mean, I guess maybe the level of his intensity is, might be financially driven or, or, or not, I don't even say financially driven, but just the fact that he's a professional at it. Okay. I'm sure changes his his and his family's mindset okay, towards you know their approach to it. Okay. They make more accommodations for the three workouts a day, that kind of stuff. I, I don't have that ability to be that accommodating. Okay. Excuse me. It's
1: all right. And what about an, another set of decisions? So maybe if it was his one workout a day, does it that he's a competitive athlete? So do you need to create a competition? What I'm trying to do is take what his decision-making could be and bring it onto our side of the house. I was saying, cause he's probably not making a million dollars a year as a Cross no, no, competitor. No. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. Nothing. If like it's that. about being a competitive athlete, we can sign you up for competition. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you just
0: gave me a weird look. <laughs> um, right. We can know, we make just, you a competitive. Yeah. would yeah.
1: That change how you approached it.
0: No. Okay. I really don't think it would. Okay. Um, I don't, I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if I have a, this is great co- podcast material when the host goes, I don't know.
1: <laughs> it's okay. It's, you're working through a lot of the challenges and the the challenge in thinking mm-hmm. that a lot of other people out there are that are saying, hey, I see someone who's doing it and I want to do it. So let's actually try to hash out where the resistance is. So much resistance.
0: And, and that's the absolutely right word. And, and for people listening, Stephen Pressfield's <laughs> books on uh, on that uh, Do the Work and the Art of War War or the of War of Art, art. yeah, and and uh, what was the other one? Uh, turning pro, turning pro, turning pro is definitely a good one to yeah, start with. Fabulous. And that resistance—that just kind of the, re, his idea of resistance—is all that, all those negative things, all the negative self-talk, all the things that we think um, that c- prevent us from kind of achieving our, our, our uh, the fullest version of ourselves. Yeah. yeah. So let's let's ask ask you this:
1: What would your life look like if that resistance wasn't there? would you just wake up at 6am naturally and go i'm getting after it and or i'm going in the kitchen i'd right probably now. work out even
0: earlier i'd probably okay. yeah
1: i mean so what would it look like walk me through it there is no resistance anymore what does that look like for you
0: it would probably be yeah i mean i'd be up early okay work out here uh-huh at home yeah okay and just do most of it here and then most uh, of
1: it being one workout a day let's get specific
0: most days okay but then trying to be active throughout the day okay most know.
1: days is how many days
0: well, realistic I don't know realistically I that's what I'm working on is, okay. is so uh, Not the way my schedule just, works
1: just uh, no resistance what would it look like
0: well, I, you, you resistance including job yeah. yeah 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 stuff you have to factor in Re- okay that's what I'm saying okay. so like three days th- this is my long weekend so okay. I have four days off okay pretty sweet Sunday through in this case Sunday through Wednesday that's four straight days of being able to do a lot of Extra work. Okay. A lot of shopping, my meal prep happens during that time, my uh, meal plans, all that sort of stuff. Okay. Happen in those four days. Okay. Because the next three days, I'm a twelve you know, six AM to six PM on shift. Okay. Um realistically have to be at work by about five fifteen um in the morning. Oh, well. But that doesn't mean I can't squeeze something in beforehand. Before five fifteen in the yeah, morning. Yeah. Oh wow. Sometimes. Huh. Um, but it's tough. Yeah. Uh, and it requires, yes, it is. and that's that's really a challenge. Is, is that it comes working backwards from that, right? So if I'm up at four, right, uh, I have to get to bed, especially after episode ten, where I, Doc Parsley's got me all freaked out about my sleep. Um, I have to get to bed at like eight. My kids don't even go to bed at eight, right? And so that's not happening. So that ebb and flow of good days, bad days. Yeah, the kids got to bed on time. Maybe I can right. get in to sleep a little bit more. So reasonably those things can reasonably happen. Okay. Like I could, yeah, I could work out at four. A.m. I could go down to the high school and work out at the track and okay. do some stuff, not wake up the kids. But at the same time, so much of that depends on how well I slept through the night or when I got to sleep. Right. And then there's just the honesty of like, I just worked a 12 hour shift, came home, cooked dinner. Cause I cooked most, most of the meals got the kids to bed plop down on the couch finally at 8 30 the last thing i want to do is go into groundhog day and go straight back into Mm -hmm. go to bed and just do it all over again okay that kind of gets maddening too right 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 so on the on my work long work weeks where i work four days straight that cycle of 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 work is a little tough but i could probably realistically squeeze in one or two pre-work workouts
1: so one out of the three days you can get a workout in yeah that's
0: i I would say that's that's very reasonable okay and that's what i'm just kind of working on right now and that's what i wanted to talk about next was so
1: no resistance what does that look like it's all four days that you're off you have a workout in Mm -hmm. and then one day where you have a so realistically one one of your work days yeah
0: if you look at it every as like a pay period two weeks right one week would be five workouts Uh uh-huh one would probably be four
1: that's brilliant that's okay. not bad. No, I mean, that's,
0: that's really great. good. That's great. Yeah. Okay. So
1: what's the resistance in there? What's stopping you from doing that right now?
0: Uh, energy in some ways. Like I said, that's sleep. Just okay. still. Because still you're back on days or just mm-hmm. it hasn't reset? Oh, no. I'm reset. But, uh, you know, you come home from, you know, just, just, the, just the coming home from work and especially in the heat, just adjusting to the heat again after working nights for a so, oh, while. Wow. Uh, you're just taxed right you're done it's really hard to do anything and I think every cop listing will know that challenge of being present and being willing to make decisions after work when they're like the, 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 the classic what do you want to have for dinner like I don't care I'll, you pick and I'll eat whatever it is okay. I just can't make another decision Okay. lots of jobs are like that I think ours is a little different Okay, and that's some of those decisions you make are so critical
2: right 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 of course
0: um you know I'll, t- I'll tell a story to uh to maybe expand upon that a little bit. So uh this week uh had an experience that I've been lucky that I haven't had to have yet until this week. Um when we got a call um of an allied agency 1199 my California officers at least will know what that is, but most officers will know 1199 means officer down. Okay. Right. That's the, the worst call you're going to hear on the radio. Okay. Um, I've heard shots fired and I've been in route to calls, but I've never heard 1199 officer down. And I was uh, watch commander or watch Sergeant for the, for the area where this was happening. And I was the one in charge of our response to it. And, a lot of things go through your mind as you're doing this. And, and this happened to be in an area that was like 15, 18 miles from where all of we, all of us were. It was out in a very rural area, um, luckily along a highway. So at least we had the, the advantage of highway speeds to get out there. But it was a long ways away. Okay. And then, lo and behold, as luck would have it, one plainclothes deputy happened to be right around the corner from it. Oh, wow. He was coming from a meeting. All he had with him was a radio and a gun. Okay. And he just realized as the call went out that he was going to be right on top of it in about 2 minutes. So he got there and his radio transmissions coupled with the 1199 and we're racing up the highway to get there. I was convinced I was going 125 miles an hour into a into an active gun battle. Right. I mean that's what I that's what I believed with complete certainty was happening, Mm -hmm. right? That a a protracted violent gun battle was happening and I was heading into it. Right. Now I know that some officers in major cities are going to be like, yeah, Yeah. it's Tuesday. (laughs) (laughs) But the vast majority of officers never fire their weapons and the vast majority of us never respond to uh, an officer involved shooting, much less an officer down. Right. So this was a new experience. Even after ten years, this was the one I've been. This was a new one, and like I said, I've I've, I've responded to shots fired or off, uh, shots, you know, officers involved in the shooting, but it's always uh, over before arrival. And we had a shooting a couple of weeks months ago. Talked about before, this was my first, and it was my they first. Just being in charge thing. of Officers Other were going too. into and, and sending them the to this that same gun battle, engage in an active gun battle. Mm-hmm. This was my first. And it was my first being in charge of other people too, and, uh-huh. and sending them to this same gun battle, right. and uh, setting up our response to it. You know, and then it turned into a, this whole thing turned into a pursuit and everything else out of that. But my point in this story, there's a lot of things that um, you fall back to, of course, and that, and that's it was it was uh, heartening to know that training kicked in. Mm-hmm. Um, the acknowledgement of of fear but the controlling of it cuz mm-hmm. you knew what you were going to do right mm-hmm. i mean i i you, i again 125 miles an hour 100 you know um i'm going through my checklist well if this is happening then this is what i'm going to do if this is happening then this is what i'm going to do x you know all the way down this list all the possibilities i could think of in my head so i knew that and luckily i had i had plenty of time yeah to think these things through um so I knew what my response was going to be. So, I'd be lying to say I wasn't scared, but I was comfortable with how I was going to respond. If that makes any sense. Mm-hmm. But those are a lot of decisions in there, right? That entire event probably was several hundred decisions, right? Where where spike strips were supposed to be, go- were supposed to go, or, or where they were, right? Uh, who to post at what places in case the pursuit came south and do we need medical and do we need an air unit do we need canines and all these other you know Mm -hmm. lots and lots of decisions i was taxed like that adrenaline dump after that when it when it luckily it resolved itself to the point where the officer's fine he's a little banged up and uh, hurt but he's not a career ending in injuries or, or anything like that Um, according to the suspect, it was just a big misunderstanding, (laughs) misunderstanding. (laughs) Those happen. Yeah. Cocaine will do that to you. (laughs) Um, but, uh, I w I was just taxed. Right. Right. And I was just, my, my faculties were, were taxed by the time I got home that I was, I was not prepared to make any decisions. Right. I get it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And just, just drained, just totally drained that adrenaline dump after that and something like that. And you're just your energy level dips, just crashes. Right. So it's hard to then like, well, what what am I going to do tomorrow? You know, oh, what's my workout tomorrow? Or what's my meal plan for tomorrow? Like if that's not ready in advance, right. Forget about it.
1: Yeah. I hear you. So So as part of the resistance then knowing that those, that, that your life at any moment can go haywire, but when you do have time doing the setup, so, planning the days you are going to work out and having a schedule beforehand to say, "Okay, I am working out Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday," with the knowledge that I may have an X factor in there that goes, "Uh, uh-uh, uh." Monday was adrenaline dump. Tuesday, I am just, I am not getting out mm-hmm. of bed.
0: Yeah, I think I need to. Uh, I am trying to treat all my days off as if as if I had some like you were referring to high end CEO job, right? And everything I do is is scheduled. Okay. And that sounds oppressive, but I think it's. No. I've tried it a couple times over the last two weeks, and it's actually rather um, freeing, right? Because you know what you're going to do, so you don't have to think about it. And I know that at you know 9 a.m. I'm going to hit the gym. Right. I know I'll be out of the gym by 10, and then I need to go do the grocery shopping. So I'll be done with that around 11:30. Right. And then I, you know, I I have other projects I need to work on, or I return emails or that sort of stuff for an hour, and then I spend 30 minutes. Uh, Cooking—that's another thing. Actually, scheduling lunch because mm. otherwise I end up at two o'clock realizing I hadn't eaten lunch because I'm running errands all the time right. and all that. So, like thirty minutes for lunch, having that ready to go. Um, that's actually been, that day that has been a a, um, a really good thing. I can't plan my work day. I have no idea what's going to come on the radio next. Right. 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 That's that's Mayhem. forget about it. Yeah. But I, but having control over those days off like that and having it laid out, and then I, can, then I don't have that anxiety, too, that I'm forgetting something or that right. I'm missing something. I know that tomorrow, for example, is meal prep day. Okay. So I know all the things that go with it, the shopping, the menu design, going to the store. Right. And I have that time blocked off.
1: So what happens when you schedule it? What, let's get to what's underneath that.
0: What happens when something becomes scheduled? It takes that decision. You don't have to make that decision at the time. Right. Right? So I'm not I'm not left wondering what what should I do? And then I think about all my options and then I have this paralysis by analysis thinking, well, I can't I can't decide, so I'm going to just look at Facebook. Yeah. You have a goal. You know you need to accomplish it and you carry on. And that seems to be a really big benefit.
1: Good. Think of it this way too. When you schedule something, it is now the number one priority. Mhm. And so, if it's unscheduled, it gets to compete with every other distraction, idea, concept, yeah. uh, etc. But if it's in there, say nine to ten, I'm shopping. Shopping isn't the biggest priority of the day, but you know for that hour it is. Mm-hmm. And so, all of the, the Facebook, the emails, the anything else that you can come up with are lesser priorities. So that lets you put the high priority or high value, <clears throat> excuse me, high value actions on your calendar then you know you get them done. Where what happens usually at the end of a day is we've done stuff that's not a priority. We've just done stuff that's easiest to click off the list or doesn't cause us the stress in the moment. Mm-hmm. Or we just effed off and, and screwed around. Yeah. But if it hits the schedule, it's a priority. Yeah. And that's very important because especially if you are taxed of energy, then priorities shift, mm-hmm. right? If you know you have to, if literally someone's going to put a gun to your head and said, You have to create a meal for tomorrow. You do it because it's all of a sudden a really big priority. But if that gun's gone and it's either the couch or the meal, then the priority is going to be the couch because you're so damn tired. Mm -hmm. So scheduling stuff just prioritizes it. Yeah. And that's a great way to make sure that the high value actions are getting done. So let's prioritize these five workouts a week or four and five. Mm -hmm. So schedule them. Do that. Yeah, and if you can post that, if you have it on your, uh, maybe put on your website like a picture of the calendar with the, the workouts put in. Yeah, and show that. So then we both know that they're they're scheduled. So this is how you, mess with resistance. Mm-hmm. Resistance doesn't like schedules. Resistance likes to come in at the last minute and go. You don't want to do this.
3: Mm-hmm. <laughs> but if
1: it's scheduled, then resistance has nowhere to go. It, like it can't come in the room. Yeah, the garage door is shut. I'm already in there with the weights. But open idea, then resistance gets to come in. Same with food. Yeah, You know, resistance is going to come and say, well, you don't have to eat that. You can eat the baked potato. But by having something set up around it, like having to have the photo or have a, having accountability, it mm-hmm. keeps resistance at bay.
0: So then that, that's a good segue then to I mean, we schedule schedule the workout itself. Sure. But then the other challenge in that is if you're doing this by yourself, uh-huh. what do you do once you get there? Okay. You know, I mean, I'm sure a lot, everybody's had that experience of walking into the 24 hour fitness or the Equinox or whatever and being like, staring at the racks and being like, uh, I guess I'll do curls. Okay. Okay. (laughs) You know? So So that's a little bit about program design. Yeah. Well, to me that's okay. So again, this isn't a CrossFit podcast, but Mm -hmm. this is why I like, love CrossFit CrossFit Mm -hmm. as much as I do. I don't have to think about it. Right. I go in, someone tells me what to do and I do that. It kicks my ass and I feel better. Problem solved. Excellent. For the day anyway. Yeah.
1: One of. One of.
0: (laughs) Um, This is even better where I tell you, hey, this is what I want to accomplish. Mm -hmm. You go, cool. Do this. Right. And I go do that. Right. Feel better. Right. Problem solved. Right. One of many. Um, I have compiled, uh, I don't know, 20 to 30 home workouts based on stuff, either stuff we've done at the gym that I like. Mm Mm-hmm or things that I've just come up with that I have here mm-hmm. that I can repeat, mm-hmm. and I write them down and keep track and all that. But what are what are your recommendations for p- someone's personal program design if they either have a, a set at home or they go to a, a kind of a traditional gym, but they sure. don't know where to start? Sure. Um, yeah. I mean, that's a big topic, I know, but like, what, is, what are just some of the basics?
1: Sure. So depending on equipment, so if you're going into a standard gym – I don't like to walk into something not knowing what I'm doing mm-hmm. uh, or not having a plan. So even if you're walking into a standard gym, I actually used to love and still do writing my own workouts. So I'd geek out on a Sunday and go, okay, what am I going to do? And uh, in this day and age with a webs- with websites, I would say, go look at, if, if you're a CrossFitter, it's easy. Go find a gym that you like, follow mm-hmm. their programming. If you're walking into 24 hour fitness, I would break up my days. So figure out, am I coming in four days a week? Am I only going to make it twice this week? Am I, is this is the only workout I'm going to go for this week. That kind of that that will skew things a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, also depending, don't want to get too much into it, but what's your goal? If your goal is just generalized health. You want to get a di- bunch of different movement patterns in. I want to push. I want to pull. I want to squat. I want to hinge. I want to do abdominal work. I want to hang on stuff. Uh, so mixing and matching as much as you possibly can do mm-hmm. is where I'd say to start. But if you're limited equipment, uh, their body weight movements are fantastic. You're, especially law enforcement, push-ups, sit-ups, air squats, lunges. You basically just want to mix up upper body, lower body, push, pull if you can. Mm-hmm. Um, without equipment, it's hard to pull um, unless you have a pull-up bar. But basic body weight movements mixed in patterns that you want to do. So don't overthink it.
0: So, would you recommend if someone's looking at stuff, they focus more not not on kind of your standard, uh, <clears throat> like buys and tries, or you know, uh, like okay, today I'm going to work out. I'm going to work out my biceps right. and my back. That's that's a common one, yep. right? Or I'm going to do today's leg day, <laughs> right? But nobody ever does, right? right. I, yeah. Um, so you only do like squats for the day, or you right. do only bottom. You know, you do lunges or squats or the hamstring curls like, right. and that's all you do would you suggest that someone mix that up a little bit at do some squatting but also some upper body yeah
1: i'm not a big fan of walking out of a gym only having done two or worked out two parts of my body i'm still a believer in use your whole body mm-hmm. that's why i love jiu-jitsu it's why i love surfing activities that you have to use your whole body mm-hmm. uh, so no i would say do push-ups do squats do pull-ups do lunges mix the patterns mix the rep schemes but work your whole body, especially for law enforcement. Have you ever gotten in a situation where you're like, thank God I only need to use my right arm yeah. <laughs> 42 <laughs> times in this one pattern? No. You're going to have to run. You're going to have to jump. You're going to have to pull. You're going to have to push. You're going to have to go up and down stairs. You're going to have to pick up heavy shit. Mm-hmm. So mix it up every time. I wouldn't dominate. Like all right, Monday I'm going to do 1,000 squats. Tuesday I'm going to do 1,000 squats. Wednesday, same thing. But I'm not a fan of isolation uh, in any activity. It just doesn't seem to be that human Mm -hmm. you know human movement isn't isolated no Um, we move a lot we move in conjunction with other parts of our body Uh, if you're specifically training as bodybuilding and that's competitive then yeah you may want it you're gonna you're gonna have a program to follow but for the average person think of your body the way it's designed Mm -hmm. it's designed to do a lot of different stuff make it do a lot of different stuff in different patterns and it will adapt so do squats, then get down on the floor and do sit-ups and stand up and do presses, then do a handstand, then hold a push up plank, then do some lunges, then do some V twists. And what do you know? You've worked your whole body. One, it's not boring, right? I mean, it's new eight sets of curls. God, I'd rather shoot myself. Find, find different ways to keep your mind engaged too. Mm-hmm. We can also talk task dominant for t- first time dominant. Do you only have 20 minutes to work out? Awesome. Take... 3 minutes to warm up and then do something for 17 minutes. Do you have all day? Okay, we can do 5 rounds or 10 rounds, etc. Uh I like time dominant just if I'm in in my own garage because I probably have other stuff to do. Mm-hmm. But I know in 20 minutes of just calisthenics I can get a really good workout in.
0: That's definitely the one I sometimes yeah, 20 minutes. And, Perfect. And what warm up would you do? Run
1: if I can like and I, and I despise running absolutely <laughs> hate running but it's a great warm-up activity uh-huh. um, jumping jacks skip rope i mean the only point of a warm-up is to warm your body up mm-hmm. literally to raise your body temperature to increase blood flow to get your muscles moving and body moving so yeah or the lighter movements so some squats lunges i have a pretty standard warm-up where i'll run a half a mile grab up a uh, olympic bar do hang power cleans power cleans deadlifts back squats presses put the thing down grab a kettlebell repeat it with the kettlebell and i'm pretty much good to go that's it it's taken six seven minutes and you know something's tight i'm going to stretch it if it's not i'm ready to, to hit it after that
0: cool i like that idea yeah all right well always good information yeah <laughs> these these these, uh, our episodes together are, uh, are, are, uh, are challenging in some ways, uh, only because, uh, I have to be honest. Yeah. Which sounds, I mean, that sounds stupid. Of course I have to be honest. I have to, you have to be honest in everything, and it sounds silly for me to, as a cop, to say you have to be honest. But I mean, you really have to f- take a look at, like we talked about originally, like your A point. Right. And I, I'm, and, these are good because I constantly have to reevaluate my a A point. Right. Because even though I've moved forward and you know, I think I'm 25 pounds down from when we started. Yeah. Which is huge, which is, yeah, no, it is. And I I need to, I need to at the same time, give myself some credit for that. Right. But but then also know that there is a lot more that could be done. Right. That, uh, that I need to do and that I need to be honest about.
1: Right. And, and maybe using a a multi-time games athlete as the, Opposition, not opposition, but the
0: opposing—the um, pinnacle, the pinnacle. Yeah. yeah,
1: it's a lot for right now.
0: It is, yeah, And, yeah. and
1: that's that's just going to frustrate you. Yeah, you know, it's you're making ten dollars an hour, and you go, you know what? There's a billionaire out there. Yeah. What's different between me and him? We don't know where he came into this. Yeah, game, yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: You Oh, know? well, you're absolutely right, and that's not—it's not fair.
1: But we can model him. Say, okay, that's I bet my you point. He gets yes. up every morning and gets his ass out of bed. Yeah. And it
0: doesn't have that resistance. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: But until you build that same muscle, just use them as an example as opposed to And
0: that's the challenge is is, is building that muscle. Yeah. Because change change is hard.
1: Change is hard. <laughs> it is it's, hard. It will change you. That's why it's hard. Yeah. And none of us it's scary.
0: And it takes for you know, I think anyone who's going through their own transition like this will understand or agree that um it's not just changing your fitness routine. Or it's not just changing your diet or it's not just changing those two things. It takes changing a lot of other things and okay. other things come up too, unexpected things. Yeah. That all of a sudden get wrapped up in all of this as well. It's very- You're
1: not going to change your life with the same brain you use to balance your checkbook. It has to go deeper. And I'm not really sure how to articulate that but it's not your rational thinking brain that will create the habits, Mm -hmm. but it's the deep, deep, deeper parts of you, part of your psyche, part of your unconscious, part of who you really are at your core. That stuff has to shift. And when that happens, then, then you have real change, which is why people go through, you know, near death experiences. And then they change their whole lives because it wasn't, they woke up one day and like, Oh, okay, cool. I'll just be different. So they got (laughs) rocked to their core. Right. A a, a a shift. Yeah. Yeah.
0: All right, man, thanks for coming by. Not at all. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Uh, everyone, If again, please leave a review on iTunes if you have any comments, uh, concerns, statements, uh, anything you want to share with us, Podcast at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. We appreciate your support as always. And until next time, take care and uh, take care of each other, all right? Stay safe.